fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, this is very strange. This is very strange indeed. So as we get the show all ready to go, <laughs> and we start the broadcast, we start the stream, we get everything ready for the top of the hour, and then boom, social media, none of them, none of them are coming up. We're not getting a Facebook, we're not getting live video stream on Facebook today, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, on LinkedIn. None of them are working. I have no idea why. No idea why. So... This is odd. Welcome into the show, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over uh, radio TV. Not live streaming today, but we do have the podcast there after the show. Let's see how long that actually goes. This is weird. So, as you know, we've been following and, and kind of butting heads with social media for the program, and I don't know what's going on. We we've been temporarily suspended on the Facebook Live. YouTube's been working great. Twitch has been working great. Twitter's been kind of flaky, but that's expected. And I go to do the uh, program today, and nothing. Not a zero. Now, we are recording the video, so I'm going to try and put it on Rumble here as soon as I can with our Rumble account. So you can go to Who's Your Reason on Rumble, and you can find it. We also did share the on our social media. We did share the feed for the audio for our Podbean live stream. And, of course, you can listen to it on radio and TV as well once it broadcasts in your area, too. But this is strange. So I, I didn't get any warning. I had no idea. Just not, not going to work. Uh, let's see. Audio is on YouTube, but only video I see is the Voice of Reason banner. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, maybe it is working on YouTube, but it's not coming up on my page. Maybe it is working on YouTube, so we'll try and share it that way as well. All right. So, anyways, welcome into the show. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that if you're just listening on radio and TV, but I the battle continues. The battle ensues here on the show, which is very strange. So, all right. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Paul Preston. We've had him on the program before. He is the founder of the Movement for a New California, the one that wants to separate California into two states. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour and looking forward to chatting with him. We got a lot of great response the last time he came on the program, and we had to bring him back. And now that we have a new legislative makeup in Congress, now that we have a new president, is that going to change their uh, time frame and their progress in trying to separate California into a new state? Because I think it's desperately needed. So we will chat with him in just a little bit at the bottom of the hour. Until then... I want to bring some good news. I've been in a cheery mood today, in a very good mood. It's been a very busy day. I've been extremely busy today, but uh, at least it's been a good day. We got to fill in for Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, Mark Walters. We got to fill in for that show just the last hour, so I've been on the radio for a while and planning for two programs today, but that's what makes me happy, so I've gotten to kind of release a lot today. That's my outlet to bring positive vibes into the universe, right? So I am excited about what we just did there, and you can listen to his podcast. And I'm just in a good mood today. There's a lot of momentum, a lot of great excitement about good, positive things that are happening outside of D.C. And we've talked about some of the positive things that we can do, but there is some good news as well. First off, uh, what makes you happy in the world? You need to find out. I don't want to sound like Toby Robbins or Toby, Tony Robbins right now, but I want you to find something that makes you happy. And think about it. They say money can't make you happy, but... 
money can kind of make you happy. And if you make lots of money because you enjoy a job that you're doing and you make good money at doing it, then you're probably happy because then you can get the things you need to. Not that you're crazy materialistic, but you can get the things that you need to and actually enjoy life a little bit. You don't have to worry about food on the table for your family. You don't have to worry about a roof over your head for your family. You don't have to worry about putting gas in your vehicle for your family or the vehicle crashing or like dying or, or breaking or something, which to me, number one frustration. If a car breaks down, you get a flat tire on the side of the road, uh, the alternator goes out, yeah, whatever. Like, if something happens to the vehicle, to me, that is my number one, like, trigger that just makes me lose my mind. I know basics about vehicles. I work on cars a little, not like anything professional by any means. I know how to change the oil. I know how to maybe replace the belt and a few other things in it, and that's about it. That's about it. But I know the basics to at least get me through. But when the car starts acting up, I get that internal bubbling of anger and frustration. I feel like Kamala Harris when Mike Pence is looking at her during the vice presidential debate. It drives me nuts. I hate car issues. So I make sure that my car is in tip-top shape. So that way that's minimal and money can fix that, right? So according to the latest study, the reason I bring this up is because during these crazy political times, we need to find things that make us happy. And according to studyfinds.org, things that make people mo- uh, that make people happy include money. The old saying that money can't buy happiness isn't exactly true. According to the latest study, uh, they examined nearly 2 million data points from over 33,000 people, each providing a moment-to-moment snapshot of their daily lives. Other studies on income and happiness conclude that money stops mattering around $75,000. But before that, having the money in your bank account makes you a little bit happy. Not maybe the money itself, but what the money can do for your life. So now that we're in a COVID shutdown and everybody's losing their minds, we're seeing mental health run rampant right now. We see people trying to find jobs. Although I will say that I think some of it is legitimate, like you can't find a job. Others are like, you know, I really just don't want to go out and find a different job. I was reading the news here in the local market for Wichita, and they were, I mean, there's some people like, I've been trying to get unemployment since the pandemic began like eight months ago, and I can't get any money, and the Kansas Department of Labor absolutely sucks, and they haven't given me any money for this entire time yet, or they keep messing up my payments or whatever. I can't provide for my family. At the same time, I read that the Workforce Center in the Wichita area in the state of Kansas has like 58,000 jobs available. And I'm like, wait a second, I thought there weren't any jobs available. I thought you couldn't get a job. Well, I don't have a job that I want to do. Dude, come on, man. I mean, honestly, if I got laid off or if the radio station had an issue because of finances, we had to shut down and I didn't have work, I would be out bagging groceries to take care of my family if that's what it took. It would suck, but I would do it. At the same time, just a couple of years ago, before I got back into radio, I was a personal banker. Making decent money as a banker. You can make some good money as a banker. Uh, wearing the suit and tie and everything, all fancy, refining people's $300,000 mortgage, making people purchase cars and auto loans and getting them credit cards, doing everything like that. Then I would get done. I would change out of the suit, put on the jeans and a shirt, and go work at the dollar store next door stocking shelves to make some extra cash to pay off the debt. Why? Because that's just what you do when you take care of your family. So while there's 58,000 jobs just in South Central Kansas, people are like, I don't have a job, and they're not giving me money. So money does make you happy, and we need to do it smartly and appropriately. The reason I bring that up is because there is a positive message for 2021. I know it's starting off a little rocky, although Conor McGregor's fighting here on Saturday, too, so that's good news as well. But I know it's starting off a little rocky. We now just went through a very weird, odd transition politically in Washington, D.C., and we need to come back from that. We need to re-strategize. Yesterday was kind of the day of 
emotion, very frustrated. What do we do now? Oh, my gosh, the Democrats have the presidency. Democrats are running both chambers of Congress. What do we do? And you start to do the panicking. I get it. It's okay to do that for a day. Although I think people are like more engaged and angry and frustrated with a motivated frustration than anything before. I told you before that we're doing very well with our podcast downloads. Right now, we are up like 100% from this time last month. In our top five out of our top 10 shows, downloads of all time, like any of my shows from like the past 10 years, are from 2021. Out of the top 10 top, most downloaded shows out of any of my programs, five of them are from 2021 already. That tells me that people are engaged, people are excited, and we got a heck of a year ahead of us because we're not going away. And they want some guidance and leadership on what we can do to counter some of this craziness. So that's what I want to provide. And I want to try and pick your brain and make you think a little bit to open up that mind and think, what can we do? We talked about the nullification. We had a guest on yesterday that was brilliant. I've been saying that for a while. We need to nullify what the federal government's doing. But there's also opportunity as well as we move forward. Now, I, there's a piece out of the American Thinker. And I want to read part of this. And I agree with a lot of it. I disagree with some. And I think we need to uh, counter some of this. Like many Americans, I've been in a funk since late November. This is the story from the American Thinker from uh, John Green. Now it's time to shake off and re-engage. George Washington presided over a series of losses and battles and tactical retreats during the American Revolution. But each battle, regardless of outcome, weakened the enemy and led to eventual freedom from monarch rule. The ruling class has taken an election, but they've substantially weakened their position in doing so, and it's time to take stock of our relative positions and move on. So what's the left's position now? They lost seats in Congress. Even more significant, they lost power in state governments. They're the same state bodies that are uh, going to reappropriation congressional districts this year. They've exposed their true nature to all Americans. Through their actions over the last year, they've revealed themselves to be petty, vindictive, dishonest autocrats. It's not an attractive look. They've also exposed all of their covert operations, the media, tech oligarchs, and faceless bureaucrats that have taken sides, and now we know it. Much of their power came from secrecy, which they no longer have. All this was sacrificed to drag a demented racist has been across the finish line, meaning Joe Biden. Presidents entered, uh, president entered office in the weakest position of any president in recent history. We're not at the dawn of the left's ascendancy. They have peaked. They're spent. I'm sure they're not done fighting, but their strategic position is something to envy. It's doubtful that they can retain power. Now, I completely agree with this. I love this piece, and this to me is very encouraging. They may have won this battle for now, but we know how to counter now that they're in the position of leadership and they've exposed everything. How many people still even watch Fox News now compared to what they saw prior to the election? Show of hands. I mean, Fox News is still one of the big corporate conglomerates for media that was pushing the conservative principles for, uh, against NBC and ABC and CNBC and all the other MSNBC and all the other garbage. Now we don't even watch that. Newsmax and One American News Network, those are the big things. Now we see Trump working on a new news outlet. Now we see Donald Trump working on a potential third party, which I want to talk about later on as well. But we've exposed them. We know exactly what their positions are. No more will the quote-unquote moderate Republicans find a home, maybe with Fox News, but the conservatives, the major base of the Republican Party, is no longer there. We've exposed it. 
We know their position. They use the lying. They use the cheating. They use the media. They use the propaganda. They use the uh, the old guard to try and get back into power. It cringed. I cringed when I looked at the inauguration and I saw the Obamas and I saw the Clintons and I saw the Bushes and I saw the Bidens and I just saw all of the old guard just returning because guess what? Now they're back home to where they like to be, back in power, back in their comfort zone, back to doing what they like to do. But guess what? We're aware of it now. 75 million of us are aware of it now, plus if not more. We're aware of what they've done we're aware of the the crimes that they've committed in the past. We're aware of the weird things that have gone on, and we're not going to stand for it anymore. We're not going to listen to the media. We can work to nullify their position to block what they try to do. They can't be covert anymore because we know their tactics. We're aware. We're watching you. We can pay attention, and we can see what's actually going on. So we're in a good position on that front. We know the tactics of the Democrats. We knew it for a while now, but the fact that we didn't know how deep it went to know the conniving that it could actually pull off, now we do because they've spent everything. They were that desperate for Donald Trump to be removed from office that they played all of their cards on the table at once, and now they have nothing left, which means now we can move forward in a proper direction. At the same time, we can work to empower as we do have three quarters of the state legislatures. We do have the majority of governorships where we can work to try and block what they're doing at the state level and nullify or secede. Hopefully, God, that doesn't happen because we kind of like our country together as united, right? But we can nullify what they're trying to do and we can block them at every level. At the same time, we did close the gap in the House of Representatives. Hopefully, we can do that again. Although, I don't want to bank on the next election because, well, as you know, the election now can be rigged and they were so bold and upfront with it in the first one that they're going to do it again and be even more bold about it because they got away with it and they don't think there's anything that anyone can do about it. So, I think what we need to do needs to be done before the next midterm election in two years, which means we have a heck of a lot of work on our hands, but it's in a positive direction. And we know the enemy's playing cards now, and we can counter it because they have peaked, and we're just beginning, baby. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and the podcasting. We are on YouTube Live right now. I do have it up, and I'm starting to see some of the comments come in. So, awesome. Thank you for that. I did reshare that on social media. So, not sure why it's not it's not showing on my feed over here that it's live, but we're seeing it live, obviously, on the page. So, we'll roll with it. So, thanks for joining us there. Also, on the Podbean Live and Radio and TV, obviously, as our primary. So, a lot of people don't even have to worry about the technology, but... We got some cool stuff in the works for you here soon as well. Paul Preston coming on the show here in just a few minutes. As we talk about that, I want you to think about something that maybe you haven't considered before. Over the entire existence of this nation, the Democrat Party, have they really ever changed throughout the entire time? We should know their tactics by now. Have they ever really changed in the entire time that they've been in existence here? They're the longest party that's actually survived in the nation. They were the Democrat Republicans. Now they're just the Democrats. Uh, But they have been the longest-lasting party. Have they ever really changed? I mean, they were the ones before that really didn't want to start a revolution and secede. They wanted to stay under the monarchy of England. They were the ones that fought to preserve slavery. They were the ones that fought to preserve segregation. They were the ones that fought and protected Jim Crow laws. They're the ones that love to play identity politics. They're the ones that like to have the centralized government. They're the ones that, for their entire time, they've really had the same goal. This entire time, for the entire existence of this nation. Now we're seeing them try to push that agenda a little bit harder and a little bit faster because they can. If you remember during the primaries, Bernie Sanders came out and said, well, we're going to complete FDR's New Deal agenda. He did a new deal, the green, uh, the big new deal there. We're going to do a new deal here. The uh, We're going to finish and accomplish what he started. They're ready. They're tired of waiting. Now, the progress that they've made since FDR has been astronomical, and you got to give them credit because they played their cards smart. We should know this tactic by now. But they bend the rules a little bit. They do things behind the scenes. They play a little bit, and they continue to advance their agenda little by little by little by little by little, creating disasters, utilizing disasters, uh, taking advantage of disasters in, in bad situations when people are scared and vulnerable. And, hey, the government's here, and we're here to help. That's what they've always wanted to do, and they've done that for years. Now, all of a sudden, we're like, wow, look at that. They're actually trying to do it. And and we starting to finally realize what they're doing. We can counter that. At the same time, their party has been the same since the beginning of this nation. What has the Republican Party been? What started off with the Whig Party, and now it's evolved into the Republican Party, and now we're not sure where we're going right now. We have a tear between the establishment Republicans, the George W. Bush style that wanted to control and still likes to control everything, the Mitt Romney style that still likes to, well, just play nice with everybody and just be the moderate. We're sure you can have a little bit. And then the next year, sure, you can have a little bit more. The next one, sure, you can have a little bit more. And pretty soon they've gotten everything they wanted and we're still stuck at, wait, what about us? 
Well, they stay, oh, come over and compromise with us. Bring unity. Bring everybody all together and just sing Kumbaya together. We need to find unity and find harmony amongst both parties. So it's no more red and blue. It's no more conservative progressive. It's no more right and left, according to Joe Biden in his inauguration. We have that sect of the party. That is, we believe in conservative limited government as long as it's against their stuff, but then we'll just increase the departments and programs that we like, which is a very weird concept to me. Then we have the actual conservatives. The Ted Cruz style, that's more the conservative constitutionalist. This is what the Constitution says. This is what we must abide by, and this is what we must do. Then we have the third branch now that's more the populist conservative, the Donald Trump conservative. That's like, hey, whatever it takes to get our job done to kind of uh, shake up and rock their boat a little bit and get our agenda through. We're kind of torn into a three-way right now for the Republican Party. What direction will we last? And the party is evolving. The Whig Party fell to the Republican Party when we said we're going to be a party against slavery, against racism, against all that garbage, and we're going to change the tone. We evolved. For the ones that like being conservative and not like changing, we sure change a lot in the nation, as opposed to the Democrats who have still been the ones that like to play identity politics and put people in nice little boxes and try to control you. We evolve, we change, and the Republican Party is going through a transformation right now, either pre- and post-Donald Trump. It just depends on what the party is going to look like once it's all said and done. Hopefully, we stick to our conservative roots, we stick to our populist conservative roots of what Donald Trump's created. We can find it, move together, and get away from the establishment side. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting all over the place. We are rocking it and killing it uh, each and every day. So welcome in the fastest hour of radio on (laughs) radio all over the place. We appreciate you. Visit us, HoosierReason.com. We do have the newsletter coming out, I guess, in like a week or so again because it's the end of the month. So... If you have not done so, subscribe to the newsletter. Just go to HoosierReason.com. No I in that. Just H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. You can subscribe totally free, and we're not going to spam you all the time. We'll just send you a monthly newsletter talking about the latest of the show, our monthly blog, what's going on, some holidays, uh, civic holidays for the new month coming up, and some encouraging messages along with our blog that we have, which you can always find at HoosierReason.com as well. Plus, all of our social media. Follow us on there as well, at HoosierReason.com. Although we are getting banned on some of it, our Facebook's still not working very well. YouTube, I thought, was maybe down, but it is up as we're seeing some comments come on there. So at least we're working there. Uh, so we're all over the place. And yeah, that's what we try and do. 
uh, your millennial general working hard for you each and every day. I want to shift gears a little bit and let's talk about the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? And I'm excited to have this guy back on the program. So last time we talked with him, we got a great response from a lot of listeners that really wanted to hear more that didn't even know this was a thing that was actually like happening right now. So uh, kind of exciting. So now that we've had a bit of a transition of power at the federal level, where do we stand with this? And is it still something that's in the works? He is the founder and president of the movement for a new California state. Paul Preston back on the show with us here. Paul, how are you, my friend? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. I really appreciate you coming on here. It's great to uh, great to see you and great to talk to you. Uh, it is uh, like I said. I mean, we had a lot of response from listeners that didn't even know you guys were working behind the scenes to create a new California state. So the time that we've talked over the last few months, since really October, November, are things still progressing? And how are you feeling about this movement? I'm feeling very good about the movement. I really do expect that uh, you'll probably hear an announcement. Um, about us becoming a state sometime in mid-March of this year. Really? By mid-March of this year? So you guys are ma- getting right. ready to make the announcement here soon. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you just got the national news on this one. So um, this is a first-time announcement I made. Uh, so we feel comfortable that with uh, things in the way that they're going, that you'll hear some affirmative information probably in mid-March about New California. How amazing. I love it. Now, for those that may not have heard the first program or may just be curious on how this works, talk about the process that you guys have been going through and still need to go through in order to officially declare a new state, a new California state. Well, we're originalist uh, constitutionalists, and we've been following the Constitution in its original form uh, to create a new state from a pre-existing state. And founding fathers wanted a Republican form of government. And, of course, you've, you've heard, I think everybody's heard the term that when Benjamin Franklin was walking out of the, uh, the, the uh, Independence Hall in uh, Philadelphia, he was asked a question by a lady and said, what did you create in there? And his response was, a republic if you can keep it. Yeah. And quite frankly, California has not been able to keep the republic, and that's been uh, our biggest concern is that we lack a republican form of government, which is uh, we're all entitled to in this country. Uh, by Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, of the original Constitution, the, the Republican Constitution. I'm not saying Republican with a big R. I'm talking about the Republic as, as set up for a representative form of government, not a democracy. This country was never designed to be a democracy. A democracy is a dictatorship, and somehow it seems to have been brought into vogue around the 1870s a form of democracy. Um, this is not going to be the case, uh, I don't think, any longer. It's certainly not going to be the case in, in New California. Uh, we have um, basically followed the constitutional concept of Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution, in which we are, are required that if we want to make a state from a pre-existing state, then we have to get the permission of the legislature concerned and then that of the Congress, which means it's a two-step process. We, the people, go to the legislators our assembly members and our uh, senators first. In fact, that's really the only place we go. In the process, the only people that are relevant are the citizens in the committees of the counties and then the assembly members and the, le- the senators, the legislature. And then we go on to the Congress. So we have to get their permission. It's a very low bar, by the way, to get the permission. It's a simple resolution. So a resolution could be had by just the members president in the House at the time or the Assembly at the time or the Senate um, by a majority vote, no quorum call. And then uh, they called up the House of Representatives and said the New California is on its way. 
and uh, expect the documents and so on to follow the resolutions and so on. And that process will be played out in the next several months. And we do expect that the Congress will go along with it by mid-March or somewhere around that time. That's uh, That was my big question. Do you think Congress is going to, going to go along with this right now? I mean, right now, Democrats, uh, I mean, dominate both chambers right now. It's 50-50 in, in the Senate right now. But with Kamala Harris kind of taking over as the head of the Senate, it's going to be Democrat-led there. If they're going to lose control of many House uh, ships that may happen by the split and then creating two more senators that would predominantly be, I would guess, Republican uh, coming from this new California state, it would really offset the dynamic of Congress. Do you think Democrats are going to go along with something like that, or do you uh, think they're going to be afraid to lose their power? Well, I think that what's going to happen is a lot of them are going to find out they have no power because they have no money. And uh, the financial package that New California will be able to put together and assemble uh, will be something that they cannot refuse. In fact, uh, refusal on their part would probably mean that they're really selling out their own constituents in a major way. So uh, they want the financial uh, bailout. And California is desperate for cash right now. California is $120 billion in debt and getting worse by by every day. Um, It has no end in sight, basically. And so uh, when we offer our financial package, our bailout, our for them, they're going to jump at it. And we've already been getting a lot of positive responses from the California state legislature. They need a bailout. They know that uh, failure to do so on some of the parts would actually mean that they probably go to jail. And they know that. Wow. I mean, I guess the financial tie is always nice for Democrats, especially for a big state like that that's desperately needing some bailouts. So if this helps kind of relieve some of that financial tie, I guess that would be a big selling point for them, uh, which is crazy. It would be a big selling point for the nation because the bailout, which they've been seeking right now, is going to come from you and all of the people in your community and the rest of the nation. That's where the bailout is going to come from. And I think that's just patently wrong that uh, the state of California – would once again, uh, you know, put upon the people of America uh, because of their overspending primarily on social programs, especially the importation of large numbers of illegal foreign nationals, which is where the, you know, about 30 to $40 billion a year in California goes to the processing of illegal foreign nationals coming across the border that they support. And that'll all end, by the way. Um, but uh, for that'll be part of the deal is that California won't be able to do those kind of things, and they'll also have to reconstitute their constitution. Well, yeah, I mean, right now we see the Biden administration already halting some of the policies of uh, of deportation, of trying to go back to the catch and release programs at the border. So we're going to see a lot more influx of immigration coming in, plus a talk about amnesty. That's going to be a ridiculous kind of conversation that Biden's already starting. And by splitting this off, I mean, we're really going to be able to tell the difference between a successful California and a non-successful California right. if we're able That's to make right. this happen. Well, we'll be able to control the border, too, because our border goes from Mexico to Oregon, Nevada, and Arizona, and then the Pacific Ocean. Uh, California is uh, basically, if you look at the populations of Californians and you divide it up by where they live, you come up with two distinct a break uh, in population. We have about 40 million people in California, and in the rural areas, we have 20 million which means that the urbanized areas where you find Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Sacramento, you have um, 20 million. So there it is. I, you know, 20 and 20 makes 40. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to see that uh, New California taking over the rural areas 
which is about 90% of the landmass, is going to be a big benefit uh, to the United States of America because we will seal the border. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to seal the border. And no more will we have uh, what I call the uh, trafficking in human flesh and slavery coming across the border, um, which is just un- unbelievable. Yeah, I, it was an education. I, I had to work some things about crimes against children, and uh, I had to do some work with human trafficking, child sex trafficking in particular. It's the most devastating thing I've ever had to do. And I, I know what, um, you know, I just know what those families have gone to. And we're not going to put that, that that's just going to cease coming across our borders. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad that we could actually do something about that because that's one big, you know, nice big uh, open border, I guess you could call it, one big open door for them to kind of flood through. Have you talked yeah. to different individuals in D.C. right now that maybe have sponsored or already talked about support and already kind of planning on this coming up? I mean, are, is D.C. preparing for this? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're pl- they're planning for it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of preparation going on right now. And uh, Mr. Biden and Ms. Harris are really don't uh, I'm, I'm sure not an agreement on it, uh, but I don't think they're going to have any um, possibility of stopping the dynamics of the state going forward. And that's one of the beauties of this is that the founding fathers realized that there would be times in our history but that there would be a dictator perhaps rise from the rise from one of the states that they created. And uh, if they figured out the formula on how to reverse engineer the U S constitution and their own state constitution, they could become a dictator. And so they recognized that they needed a way a relief valve, if you will, for the public to be able to act. And that's where they came up with article four, section three of the constitution. And in that they said the people can work directly with the people that are supposed to be, you know, their government, and uh, that they should uh, be responsive. And that would be, of course, first the House of Representatives or the Assembly, like we have an Assembly in California, than that of the Senate. So um, that's the relief valve. And there's so many things you realize once you start working with it that um, really what the Founding Fathers knew, that if you reverse engineered and went backwards on the Constitution, started taking away people's rights through a bureaucratic state, I tell you, Paul, no doubt. Paul, hang on the line here. We got to take a break real quick, but I want to continue this conversation when we come back because I think it's really fascinating as we talk about ways to be able to move forward during this administration, what we can do. It's a great option, I think, that a lot of people are not aware of. We'll continue this with Paul Preston right back on the Voice of Reason. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, 
TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. Welcome back into the show. Thanks for hanging out today. It goes by way too fast. By far the fastest hour of radio on radio, all over the place, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. As we go through a pre-Friday celebration, it's been a heck of a week. We had the emotional yesterday. Now we can actually strategize and work towards making the country a better, safer place, even with... <laughs> A Joe Biden administration. So we have that going for us. Paul Preston is with us today, founder president of the movement for a new California state. He's also the host of Agenda 21 Radio on Red State Talk Radio and talking about a new California state. Now, Paul, let's talk about the history of this movement, because, again, as you mentioned, Constitution leaves so many different trails of backup things that we can do to try and stop tyranny, stop this crazy push for progressive socialist values in this nation that we there's so many levers that we can pull and so many things we can do but a lot of people aren't aware of them whether it's constitutional conventions whether it's uh you know nullification on the states to say Mm-mm, and tell the federal government not to abide by the uh, guidelines they're trying to push down from the federal government but then also this of you know just hey we're gonna branch off and kind of start our own state over here and do our own thing has this been done before? I know that we obviously have created states as we did our Manifest Destiny and Western Expansion, but to break away and start a new state uh, from one that's failing, has this been something that's been tried before in the country? Uh, yes, it has. It's, ha- it's actually happened three times before Maine, Kentucky, and West Virginia. We're following the 1861 West Virginia model, basically, and uh, we're well into the process. Uh, we declare ourselves independent. On January 15, 2018, we had just had a third year anniversary. Uh, we also have had seven constitutional conventions, and in those conventions, we've created a bicameral legislature. Our legislature has passed over 26 resolutions at this point, which has led to our first constitution. And uh, we've also passed resolutions uh, doing what West Virginia did, because West Virginia found itself in a very unique spot where Virginia actually left right in the middle of the process. So they couldn't negotiate with their legislature, and it, it was pretty shocking. You know, what do you do? So they, they appealed to the Congress and said, you know, because of the Civil War, you know, our state legislature left. What, what can we do? And Congress came back and said, well, you still have to satisfy Article 4, Section 3, which means you have to get the permission of the legislature. So they put their heads together, and they quickly came up with their own restored government of Virginia at the time because there was no place to go to. They took it to the Congress. Congress said no. They took it to Abraham Lincoln and said, can you help? And he helped. And in fact, they became the restored government of West Virginia. They formed their own restored government. And of course, then the West Virginians went to that restored government and got approval. 
And uh, we're doing the exact same thing because we don't uh, think that we think that California is in such a state of crisis that we have actually asked for the Insurrection Act to be invo invoked. We already know that the president, President Trump, um, declared the uh, International Economic Emergency Powers Act, under which we feel that there's a lot of responsibility that's fallen on California. We, see, we think that ultimately, economically, California is going to fail in the near future, month, in a month or so. And so we're going to step in the chaos, basically, and, and restore the government as a new restored government of California. We, we put that paperwork on President Trump's desk. Um, we also have put on his desk a, a, another resolution um, that would uh, ask us to become a state. And uh, it's not a resolution. It's a request for a bill asking us to become the 50, 50th state. Those are, those are I know, during the Trump era, I'm not saying that the, the, those things aren't going to come alive because it's, it's uh, pretty obvious that our, at this point in time, these things are these elements are all coming together. And as California financially collapses, they're going to want a way out. And um, we're going to exercise those uh, those options with the president. And it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty obvious the president will have no, uh, no choice but to go along with us. So... Um, we're pretty excited about it. We're getting every day. We're getting more and more good news about it. it it's a way to prevent um, really an economic catastrophe, even for the nation, because if California really fails in a big way, and there's no other option but the bailout by the United States is going to put an enormously heavy burden on the rest of the nation, and that's just not acceptable. When in fact you can take the state, turn it around financially. Yeah, from finances to education, you can turn the state around in a heartbeat and become a thriving, um, participating state in good stead with the other 50 states of the union. And that's exactly what we want to do. And we also want to you know, help California make sure that they're a strong, stable state in the process as we divide inform new california yeah unbelievable it's a process that uh, i think is very exciting i think a lot of people are excited about it in an outlet for many to kind of be uh fleeing from the craziness that is california paul preston founder president the movement for a new california state you can visit him online newcaliforniastate.com also on social media and check out agenda 21 radio paul we appreciate the time again my friend let's do this again here real soon Thank you very much. Hey, always a pleasure to chat with you, my friend. Until then, podcast going up a little bit. We got a great Friday show lined up for you tomorrow, so stay tuned into that. Until then, have a great Thursday evening. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.